Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. We're so excited you're tuning into one of our amazing messages. What you're about to hear is going to be fresh, it's going to be real, and it's going to be powerful. It's going to help you to grow stronger in your walk with God. It's going to put faith on the inside of you. It's going to cause you to be able to walk in greater dimensions of blessing and enlargement so that you can be a blessing to other people. Well, lean in, enjoy the word. God bless you. Well, I am so excited, you guys, to come around the Word of God tonight. And um, we are in our Vision Builders series. In case you haven't heard, we're in Vision Builders Month. And um, I was beginning to think about Vision Builders, and I always think about next-level giving when it comes to Vision Builders. We heard that amazing testimony on the screen, and you're going to be hearing testimonies like that every single week um, throughout this month to build our faith and to stretch our faith. And you know, To go to the next level in giving, we have to go to the next level in our faith. And I really felt this word from God tonight. The title is Next Level. Literally, it's called Next Level. Come up higher because I believe that God is calling us literally in every area of our life to go to the next level. Does anybody feel that? Does anybody feel like they're wanting more, like they're needing more, like you're actually desperate for a breakthrough tonight, for God to break through in areas of your life that only he can do. And so I just feel there's an anointing and there's gonna be a call at the end of this for us to step into the next levels of what God has for us. And I want you to turn with me in your Bibles to Revelation 3. We're gonna get right into it tonight, if that's okay. Revelation 3, verse 22. It's going to be on the screen if you don't have your Bibles. All right. Revelation 3, 22 through chapter 4, verse 1. It says, anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Then I looked. I saw a door standing open in heaven, and the same voice I had heard before spoke to me like a trumpet blast. The voice said, come up here. Everybody say, come up here. And I will show you what must happen after this. And instantly I was in the spirit and I saw a throne in heaven and someone sitting on it. And so I feel like that's the word for us tonight. God is calling us to come up here, to come up higher, to come up out of our circumstance, to come up out of the status quo of business as usual and to hear what God is saying, what he's about to do. And I really believe you guys, get ready. We are about to go to the next level. Awaken Church is going to the next level. That's why we have vision builders to build our faith, and to step into things that only God can do. And you're going to see some videos this month of, of the ground that Awaken Church is taking, things that are coming soon for our church, but we are going to the next level. So that means if you're a part of this church, you're going to the next level too. And it's in your marriage, it's in your businesses, it's in your influence, your anointing in taking territory. Get ready, because we're going to the next level. And, you know, you don't want to get left behind, when this happens, when all of your friends go to the next level, you want to be right there with them, having a party, celebrating all of the miracles that God has done in your life. And, you know, I was thinking of my daughter, she's nine years old, and last weekend, she's on summer break, so literally every day is, what are we going to do today, and can this person come over, and can that person come over, and can I see this friend, and can these five people, yesterday we had seven junior high boys at our house from men's prayer, so that ends at 6.30. They arrived at 6.45, and they were at our house until after 5 p.m. One of them even spent the night. He came with us to church tonight. He's been with us for like 48 hours. Frank, that's your son. And um, 
in case you forgot, we brought him to church. You're welcome. But that's like summertime with kids, right? And so, I mean, we fed them three meals, seven boys. I'm sorry, they're all sunburnt moms, but they had the best time. And so my daughter, you know, my son's having all his friends and she's by herself. And she's like, mommy, I heard that these two girls left church together and they're hanging out and I didn't get invited. And so this was like my first moment with a little girl. You know, this is a thing. It starts early. And so I'm trying to be delicate. And, you know, you're fine. Go find something else to do. And, Mommy, I, you know, and I could tell this was really affecting her. And so I said, well, why don't you call and ask them if you can come over and play too? And she's like, I don't, I don't want to do that. Like, there's no way I can do that. To her, that was like the hardest thing in the world. And I can relate to pick up the phone and say, hey, I heard you guys are hanging out. Um, can I come? <laughs> Would that be okay if I join you? And so it was quite a process of walking her through, you know, okay, you're going to pick up the phone and you're going to call and this is what you're going to say. And then she, she tried and then she said the wrong thing and then she didn't want to do it again. And anyway, it was a couple hours of, of this whole process. And finally she got on the phone and I said, Harper, how bad do you want it? And she looked at me with tears in her eyes and she said, really bad. And so she pushed through literally every insecurity, um, all of her discomfort, and picked up the phone and said, can I come over too? And they said, sure. You know, pack your bathing suit. And she went and had the best time of her life, but she did not want to get left behind. But it literally took her doing a few things that were a little bit uncomfortable for her to experience the breakthrough of what she was feeling left out of. And so... I want that for you tonight. I want to preach to some people tonight that really want it. And that is my question for you tonight. How bad do you want it? Because a lot of us have vision for these incredible things that we are trusting God for and that we see afar out. And sometimes we find ourselves feeling like nothing ever happens, feeling like it's hard to access that level. We stay on one level for far too long and we're wondering what is going on. And so tonight, I believe you're going to experience some breakthrough and, um, you know, the scripture, when it says, come up here, it doesn't say, I'm going to just come down from heaven and pull you up here. It literally requires some action on our part. God is saying, I want you to come up here, but he's saying, you need to come up here. And so I want to share some practical things tonight, if that's okay, of just our journey. And I'm going to share some personal stories because... You know, it's not like in any way we have arrived, but if you would have seen where we started, you would be so proud of us. And you would be just praising God with us because the journey he's had us on since we became Christians, was it 12, 15 years ago? Oh my gosh, 17 years ago? Okay, we're getting old. But it's been a while and we, where we are now is not where we started. And so wherever you're at tonight in your journey of faith and seeing vision for the future and maybe the level, your next level, you know, might just be something small right now because that's as far as you can see. But I guarantee you, God is going to break through in ways you could have never imagined and it is going to get really, really good. So... Point number one, some practical ways to go to the next level. To go to the next level, you're going to have to learn to say yes to the unknown. So um, Marco and I are currently in a season where we feel like God is getting us ready to level up. And I think there's some people in this room and you're feeling that as well. And one of the ways you can discern that is also you've been feeling some unusual resistance and you've been sort of hitting some ceilings and you've been feeling like, okay, God is up to something. You're feeling restless. You're feeling like there's more. Um, you're probably, these are all really good signs that you're about to break through into that next level. And, you know, we, um, 
we're kind of in this moment where we found ourselves navigating some big decisions. And so there's been some things on the table and it feels like in every area of our life, everything came all at once. And it's like ministry opportunities, business opportunities, uh, the political world, things that are going on there. And we began to just have these discussions of what our life would look like to step into some of these things or to say yes to some of these things. And I don't know if you've ever been there where you're having conversations about things that haven't even happened yet. And you're stressed out about things that are probably never going to happen. And you just, start the swirl of, okay, God, what are you doing? What is going on? And so we laid down one night in bed and just out of nowhere, Marco says, um, I don't want to get it wrong. The quote, is this even the life that we want? (laughs) And I'm like, okay, first of all, what are you talking about? We weren't talking about anything, but he's just dazed and confused saying, babe, He reached over, grabbed my hand. Is this even the life that we want? And, you know, I knew exactly what he was talking about because in my spirit, I knew too, something's happening, right? Something's happening in our life and God is getting our attention and we're about to level up and we're going to have to make some decisions and do some hard things. And we began to process. And then I, it occurred to me when you look throughout the scriptures and I was thinking about like our heroes that are heroes in the faith, heroes in the Bible, they don't really make decisions like that. And I began to think that, you know, we don't as Christians get to decide what our life will look like. We don't get to calculate our Christianity. We don't get to live a life of calculated Christianity. But you see these heroes in the Bible and it was like the angel of the Lord appeared to them. The messenger of the Lord appeared to them and pretty much it was like, it's your turn, you're up, get ready, you're going to the next level, whether you are ready or not, I've chosen you, this is what's happening. And they didn't get to prepare, but they got to answer the call. And so I began to tell Marco, you know what, I don't think life actually works that way. I don't think we get to carefully calculate everything that God's going to do. How are we going to feel about it? Is this going to fit into my schedule? Is this going to work with this plan and that plan? But I really believe as believers, to go to the next level, we have to be ready to answer the call. We have to be ready to say yes when the door of opportunity opens. And you know, I think of Joshua. This is literally what the Lord says to Joshua. He says, Moses, your servant is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people. Okay, this wasn't calculated. There was no planning involved. This is God saying, you're the man for the job because the leader has died. He is dead and you're ready to lead these people. Um, Isaiah says, then I heard the voice, of the, the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and whom shall go for us? And he said, here I am, send me. Isaiah 6, 8. Samuel, the Lord came and stood there calling Samuel, Samuel, and Samuel said, speak for your servant is listening. Esther, she was brought to the kingdom for such a time as this. David, he was called in from the pasture, from tending the sheep, and out of nowhere, anointed to be the next king of Israel in front of his brothers, no warning. Um, Ezekiel, the Lord appeared to him, said, stand up, I'm sending you to a rebellious people to Israel, and you're going to be my messenger. Here's my word, put it in your mouth, you're going to say what I want you to say, and you're not going to be afraid. Um, Mary, The angel of the Lord appeared to her. You are going to have the son of God in your womb and you are going to conceive and you are going to call him Emmanuel and he is going to save the world. And she said, let it be unto me according to your word. Okay, this young teenage girl, the disciples, Jesus shows up on the scene and he says, leave your nets, leave your livelihood, leave everything that is familiar and comfortable, leave him there, get up and follow me. Jesus, Jesus in the garden, before fulfilling his assignment on the earth, he said, if it's possible that this cup pass from me, nevertheless, your will, not my will, be done. And I feel like we can learn so much 
from these heroes in the faith of how they navigated life and what their life looked like the moment they went to the next level. Oftentimes, I hope this comes as an encouragement and some gives you some clarity about maybe some things going on in your life right now, but oftentimes, your next level comes in the form of an invitation of something you didn't see or something you didn't plan. So I want to share a little bit when we got called into the political sphere, because that was not on my agenda. That was not on my vision card. That was not on any of the things that I was asking the Lord for. And honestly, it really disrupted my plans. And it really disrupted the course of my life and what I thought we were doing. Because at that point, I was already feeling like we've got a really big life. And we are walking in a lot of the things that, you know, God has called us to. And we're living this big life for God. But suddenly there was a call. And you know, I didn't necessarily want to become um, a chief of staff overnight. I was happy being like the stay-at-home mom, and I had no plans to be this person, but it happened. Um, I didn't really want to spend every weekend going door-to-door in the hot sun, knocking on doors and having people close the door in our face because they didn't want, you know, what we were selling. Um, I wasn't prepared to be interviewed by news stations about topics that I had no idea what the answers were on the spot, um, on live television. Um, I didn't plan to have a husband who was constantly in the arena, you know, with the wolves, constantly going, um, you know, standing up to these attacks, being around people that wanted to discredit him and devour him and, you know, slander him and him come home and need a cheerleader, a support system, and a constant voice of encouragement. I did not plan any of those things. However, it was October 2020, and the Lord says, you're up. It's your turn. It's your time. Overnight, God called us into an arena for such a time as this. It was our moment of leveling up, and we honestly had the option of saying, you know what? Let's think about this. I'm not really sure if this fits into our life. This is going to be a lot of sacrifice. We're not, we're not really equipped. We're not really trained. We don't even really know what we're doing. We were going to run for state assembly, and we had to Google what is state assembly because we did not know what that was at the time, but we knew that the Lord was calling us. And so I want to peel back the curtain because oftentimes we see people living on a level of life that we would love to be someday, or we see people doing things that we would love to do, and we never see really the battle that's behind that got them to that point. We never see the yes that was required in the face of the unknown. But in our life, we've learned to say yes when the invitation comes, and we've learned to say yes to the voice of God. Jesus said, leave your nets and follow me. We cannot live a life of calculated Christianity, but we need to learn to live a life of surrender. And this has been like a hallmark of our journey since we've been following the Lord, that, you know, we've found ourselves in rooms of people and stepping into opportunities and doing things that we could have never done in our own strength. And the only key was saying, God, I surrender my life to you. God, whatever you have for me, I say yes to you. And so I want to encourage you tonight, if there are areas of your life where you believe and you feel God is calling you into something that feels like it's above your pay grade, that feels like it is unknown, that feels like it's unfamiliar, maybe it's a small thing, maybe it is a giant thing. I want to encourage you. There has been um, literally so many times on this altar where we're in worship 
and I'm just lost in a song of worship, and all I'm saying is, God, I say yes to you. God, I say yes to whatever you have for me. God, I surrender my life to you again, and oftentimes, I don't know what he's going to ask me to do, but it's a positioning of my heart. It's a repositioning, saying, not my will, but your will be done, and God, I'm ready to go to the next level. Whatever you have for me, I say yes to. I'm not going to pick up my own life, but I'm going to lose my life for your sake, because I know the things that you have planned for me are far better than anything that I could have done on my own. And so I want to encourage you tonight, if you are looking for life, if you are looking for change, if you feel like there's an area of your life where you have felt stuck, where you feel like it hasn't broken through, I want to encourage you to surrender it to the Lord. Seems like such a simple thing. It seems like how could that possibly be the answer to all my problems? But you would be amazed what God can do with a surrendered heart and a surrendered life. And I've watched my husband go into um arenas and on, you know, live television and in front of people and have to say things that he literally didn't know anything about, topics he knew nothing about, but I watched him over and over again say yes to God over and over again say yes to the leveling up. And so I just believe tonight there's some incredible divine opportunities that are coming your way that you may not even see on the horizon right now, but it's going to be on the other side of your surrender, on the other side of your yes to God. So let that encourage you as you um, position yourself for the next level because it's coming and um, whether you know it or not, it's coming and you're going to be ready. Point number two. To go to the next level, you are going to outgrow some people and in some environments, and it is okay. So as a pastor in this church, I want to give you permission to outgrow some friendships, to outgrow some places, to outgrow some environments, because you're about to level up. So I want to camp tonight on the people part, because this is something we've experienced a lot of in our journey of serving God, and our journey of going to the next level over and over again. Um, not everyone can go where you're going. Not everybody is assigned to go where you're going, and not everybody's called to go where you're going. But even those that are called to go, not all of them are going to say yes when you say yes. And so um, never apologize for outgrowing relationships that had the chance to grow with you. And this has been a conversation in, you know, our car rides and at home together of, you know, what happened to those friends? And we would tend to feel a little bit guilty or a little bit sad and sort of like, gosh, what happened to those people? And they were, we were so close to them at one point. You know, fast forward a few yeses later to the Lord and a few, stepping into a few new levels for God and you suddenly are like, where are those people? And actually, who are my friends? And feeling a little bit lost of what's going on in relationships because the way that we're called to do relationships in the kingdom is not the way that the world does relationships. And so a lot of what we see in the world is relationships based on history. And they're based on past experiences and I've known this person forever and you know I've gone to high school with all of them and I'm sure they're all very lovely people but not all of them are called to go where you're going and where God is calling you to go and so you know I've had um, many deep relationships that I didn't want to leave behind but there came a point in our friendship where it was evident and the Lord had to like show me with multiple confirmations that this is as far as you guys go together 
And I feel like that's a prophetic word for some people in tonight, some people in here tonight that have been wrestling with some relationships and maybe it's close family members. Maybe you're feeling some guilt surrounding some past friendships, but I want to encourage you to discern and to ask the Lord, maybe it's God saying, this is as far as you go together. Because I used to feel so responsible for every person in my life, especially as a Christian, right? You feel like you're the one that has to take care of everybody. When there's a fallout in a relationship, you're the one that has to fix it all. And you're the one that has to sort of drag them along. But it's really hard to go to the next level when you're dragging around people that don't want to go, that aren't called to go, and they don't want you to go either. It's really hard to advance into the things that God has for you when you're carrying around the weights of these past relationships and you feeling really the guilt of, of taking care of them. And I'll never forget I had one really dear friend, and, you know, we started out kind of going the same direction. We were both building the church and, you know, loving Jesus and just trying to be awesome moms and, like, level up in our life. And um, over the years, I would always sort of take on this burden of, like, I need to help her with everything in her life because I felt like I was the more mature Christian or I would see things going on in her life and I wanted to, you know, like, encourage her. You don't have to live like that. Like, let me show you there's a better way. And it was like going around the same mountain year after year after year, and my life was changing, and her life wasn't changing, and suddenly, you know, we were miles apart, but I was like, but you're my best friend, and so we've got to do everything together, and I felt like there were opportunities that I didn't um, open myself up to because I was holding on to something from the past. And honestly, to a person who wasn't ready for change, who wasn't ready to level up, who wasn't ready to serve God at the, the way he was calling me to. And I'll never forget, um, I hadn't planned on sharing this, but I'm going to share the dream that I had with you because I feel like it'll bring some clarity. I had this dream about this friend and she lived across the street in the dream. And I went over to her house and everything in her house was covered with mud. It was like this sticky mud was on every single thing. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I have to help you clean this up. This is terrible. And I went to turn on the faucet and out of the faucet was a flow of muddy water. And I was like, wait a minute, like no wonder you can't clean anything up. Like you're the source of, you know, what could bring you, what could clean you up is actually mud itself. And so in the dream, it was strange. I picked up the phone and I called 911 and I was like, you have to come help my friend. Her house is full of mud and there's mud coming out of her faucet and this is so dangerous. She can't live like this. And um, hung up the phone and all the neighbors came out and they're like, why did you call the police? Why did you call them? And I'm like, well, you guys, she needs help. Like clearly this person needs some help. And I'll never forget the neighbors in the dream said, no, 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 you don't understand. She wants it like that. She did that to her own water source. Nothing you can do is going to help her clean her life up. And that was the Holy Spirit showing me, okay, this is the line. This is as far as you go together because I'm about to do something new in your life. I'm about to take you to the next level. I'm about to bring you up higher. I'm about to do something that only I can do. But this person has chosen a different way. And so it actually was a really long journey that we still go through from time to time as, you know, our life evolves and as we... As believers, we're meant to go from strength to strength. The, the way of the righteous, it winds upward. And so as you go higher in the things of God, as you begin to transform your life, as you begin to outgrow people in places, sometimes they're not very happy about it. And sometimes in their own insecurities and their own wounds, they're going to want to try to hold you back at that, ne at that level you were even like seasons behind because it's a reflection of them not being ready to go where you're going. And so I want to encourage you tonight you know, we can love them 
We can bless them, we can pray for them, and we can release them to the things of God. We can let them go. One last note on this point is um, my church friends have always been my closest friends. And so I know that that might like, you know, push some buttons in here tonight because we've got all sorts of relationships for all sorts of reasons. So many friends that feel, feel different roles in our life, but my closest, I'm talking about like the deep spirited friends that I do life with, that I let into the deep things of my heart, that I share the struggles, that I share the vulnerable moments with. Those are my church friends. And I'm going to tell you why, because, um, you know, I saw someone post something the other night on Instagram, and it's nobody you know, so don't worry. Don't go like, who was that, you know? But um, it's, it's not you, don't worry. Um, but they posted um, something to the effect of, um, surround yourself with lots of people who don't think the same way you think, because how boring would it be if everyone thought the way that you thought? And I thought, you know, this sounds great. This sounds like you are, you know, so open, so open-minded. You're filling your life with, you know, so many different ideas. And, you know, you're really just like such a kind and open person. And you really just want like diversity in your life. And I was like, you know what? That is not the way that kingdom friendships operate. And Pastor Katie um, kind of broke this open last, when was that last Wednesday? Um, or maybe a few weeks ago on um, not being conformed to the pattern of this world. And so there's a way that this world does friendships, like I mentioned, that is different than kingdom. And so are all of our friendships, like, are they just amening our dysfunction? Or are they iron that sharpens iron that calls us up higher when we're having the opportunity to grow? And I realized... Um, I'm going to just read you what I wrote. Don't buy into the lie in culture that says you need to surround yourself with people who think so differently than you. How boring would that be if everyone thought like us? Sounds good on the outside, but honestly, I believe, um, I was asking the Holy Spirit to help me unpack this, and it's usually the people that are posting those things, are. It, all of that is being amened by people that cannot handle what happens when believers get together and surround themselves and agree on truth. They agree on things that are biblical. Biblical. They agree on things that are, are right, and this is the way it should be, and they can't handle that that offends them, so they want to call out everybody else saying, well, you need to surround yourself with, you know, a multitude of ideas and beliefs, which is not what the Bible teaches, and I want to read Psalm 133, verses 1 through 3. It says, how beautiful it is when brethren dwell together in unity. How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. It's like precious oil poured on the head, running down the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down on the collar of his robe, as if it is as if the dew of Mount Hermon were falling on Mount Zion, for there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. And so I feel like a lot of us in this day and age, we have a lot of people in our world that we agree to disagree with. And, you know, a lot of times it's family members or people that have different points of view. And I'm not saying don't have diversity in your relationships. I'm not saying don't befriend these people or, you know, don't focus on those relationships in any way. I'm saying your closest circle. I'm saying the people that you do life with, the people that know the intimate parts of you, they better be people that are in unity with the word of God. They better be people that are speaking life over you. They better be people that know who God is and they're affirming the truth of his word, that they're not giving you, you know, ideas that are just ideas from man, just to bring some form of balance or diversity. That is actually a lie that when we see that, I feel like something in my spirit just isn't right. And it's because it's not 
biblical and it's actually not kingdom. And so I just want to encourage you, let your closest friends be the people that are like-minded. It says that the disciples were of one heart, of one accord, of one mind, and the Holy Spirit came and he filled that place. And so where there is unity, where you're doing life with people that are of one mind, of one heart, of one accord, they're going the same direction. They're building the kingdom of God. They're building the local church. They're doing the same things. They're living their life according to the pattern of the Bible. That is where God will command the blessing in your friendships. And there might be some friendships that you're saying, oh, well, that's why that's not working. Or, oh, well, that's why we've grown apart a little bit. It is okay. We bless them tonight. We release them. And we let God do what only he can do. Because you might be surprised some of those um, friendships that come back full circle in other seasons when they see how you've been living your life and how you've leveled up. All right. Last point, and then we're going to wrap up. You have to conquer this level before you can advance to the next level. I know that sounds very simple, but a lot of times um, we find ourselves trying to jump ship, trying to jump ahead of God, trying to go to the next level when there are things in our current world, in our current circumstance that we have not gotten right yet and that God is still asking us um, to take care of. So in Christianity and our walk with the Lord, there are no shortcuts. And so there are supernatural moments where God does supernatural things, but there are no shortcuts. And the Bible actually says, faith without works is dead. And so we can have great faith, but if it's not attached to great works and great growth and great personal responsibility, we are not going to see the results of our faith. And so going to the next level, the next level in your faith it's always attached to a process. And so I want to address something um, tonight that's something that you're going to hear a lot around vision builders. And you hear it most weeks when we talk about finances. You're going to hear miracle testimonies of miracle homes. And so you've heard us share our miracle testimony of God just doing so many things to get us into our dream home. And you're going to hear people all the time say, I gave this and I stepped out in faith and I stretched and I was generous and I sewed into vision builders and God did this incredible financial miracle. And, you know, in four minutes of sharing a tithe testimony, we oftentimes don't have enough time to give you the context and the full story and the full picture. So I want to take just a moment to unpack it and address any misconceptions that might come up or that you might hear other people ask about or talk about if you're a leader in this church or people at prayer every week we pray for miracle homes and over you know hundreds of ladies and so and men I'm not at men's prayer but I'm sure you guys do that too um but we have to conquer the level that we're at now before we step into the next level and the next miracle. And I thought about King David when he stepped into the arena of giants and took down Goliath. First, he had to defeat the lion and the bear. And the Bible tells us that he killed a lion. He killed a bear with his bare hands. And oftentimes we think of this little, you know, shepherd boy that stepped onto the battlefield, but he actually wasn't this tiny little meek shepherd boy. He actually probably had a lot more muscles and a lot more courage than any of us in this room because he had fought battles before he stepped into the arena of giants. And a lot of us, we want to step into that big arena. We want to step into that big million dollar dream home. And we haven't even begun to have faith to, you know, pick up our apartment or to pay our bills or to take care of our our car payment and so I want to just address that tonight that there are no shortcuts and um, 
You know, here at Awaken Church, when we talk about miracle testimonies and the things that God can do, it is not a theology of blab it and grab it, name it and claim it, and God just, you know, I'm just going to wait for my miracle. I'm just going to wait for my miracle husband, but I'm never going to go on a date. I'm never going to give anyone my number, and I'm actually never going to interact with anyone of the opposite sex, but God's bringing me my husband. You know, this is not how we do Christianity. That is weird. And so there's this thing called divine sovereignty and human responsibility. And I think it's important when we're in a month talking about great faith and about building our vision and about stretching into realms that we could only imagine that we talk about human responsibility. And so I want to put up a picture, if you guys have it, of our miracle dream home that we just moved into a few short months ago. We got it. There it is. All right. Many of you know this story. We five years ago, put a note on this front door, and we said, if you would ever sell your home, we would love to buy it. I don't know what we thought we were going to buy it with, but we knew this is the home we want, so we're going to sneak into this gate. We're going to put a letter on the door, and if there's any way, you know, we laid hands on it. God, if you want us to live in this house, like, we believe this is our home, and I, you know, just began to imagine living there, and my dogs running through it, and, you know, um, my kids playing in the backyard, and of course, they never called us, so... We moved into another house, and by a series of incredible supernatural events over the last year, we bought this home, and we're living there now, and we're renovating it, and we're living in a dream. But I want you to see, this was our first home that we lived in together. There's 12 years between this home and the last home. This is actually a really good photo, okay? Because if you drive past this now, there's a lot more going on. But this was our dream home in 2011. We had been living in a one bedroom apartment with our one year old son in a crib directly next to our bedroom. And all we could imagine was having a home with a yard beautiful yard, right? And having a place where we could have a puppy and where our son could play and where, you know, we didn't have to sleep in the same room every night right next to our one-year-old that was like, hi, mommy, over his crib. And we were believing that God would give us an opportunity to live in a place that had two bedrooms. That was our miracle. We rented this house. We rented it for $1,400 a month, $1,395, I remember, because our apartment was $1,400. We said, we got a miracle, $1,395 a month, $5 off every month. We're going to save so much money. And we moved into our home. And if we went to turn the shower on, we would get shocked every day because the, I don't, I don't understand plumbing and electrical, but something was not right. And so every time we turned it on, it shocked us. And I thought, we could get electrocuted today taking a shower, but we had two bedrooms and we had a yard and it was a house and we felt like we are living the dream, the American dream, the white picket fence, that many cars, it was on a busy corner and so no joke, several times while we lived there, cars would crash into that wall and then they would fix it and if it wasn't cars, it was graffiti and we'd have to paint over it. So. But that's where our journey began. And I think it's really important because I want to say most people in this house that have a testimony of breakthrough, they started somewhere like this. Most people that have stepped into a dream home had to believe for a rental home. And so before we could step into the $4 million home, we had to believe for the dilapidated rental home on the corner. And this was not in a good area. Sirens, 
at night shooting. This was not in the best area, but we were so happy. We were living in the dream because at that point, that was our next level. That was us leveling, leveling up into the things that God had for us because at that time, we were living in North County and that God had moved us to South County because we were meant to find our way to Awaken Church and to begin to build our life in this part of town and in this community. And so fast forward 12 years later, there's been one, two, three, four houses in between of moments that we had to level up and we had to believe God. And so there's a lot of people that want the miracle home story, but you need to know that you've got to start where you are. You can't go to the next level until you deal with this level. And so some of us, we want the miracle loan, but we've not even checked our credit score or we've been too afraid to call a lender. And I think as Christians, when you live in this realm of miracles and faith and signs and wonders, and that's exactly where God wants us to be. He wants us to believe for the impossible. But at times we can sort of use that um, to not address the things that are in our human responsibility for us to take care of. And so rather than, and we've been there, we didn't even want to call the, we didn't even want to call to find out if we were going to be pre-approved because we'd already decided it was going to be a no. We, I mean, that was where our faith was at. You know, I'm not going to call. I'm not going to find out because it's probably going to be a no. And I told Margo, just pick up the phone and call the lender. You never know what they're going to say. We don't know how much we're, you know, pre-approved for. Maybe it's $100,000, but at least we know where we're starting. And um, they said, well, actually, we ran some numbers and you're pre-approved. And it was like, wait, what? All we had to do was make a phone call. But sometimes we're so afraid and we sit and we wait for the miracle and we sit and we wait for God to do something that only he can do. And in the meantime, we do nothing and we miss out on every level that was in between because the only way we bought the $4 million house was to sell the $2 million house. The only way we bought that one for $1 million was to sell the five hundred and fifty dollars or $700,000 house. The only way we did that was to sell the four hundred and whatever thousand dollar house. We had to go from glory to glory and faith to faith. We had to take baby steps before we took leaps and bounds into the miraculous, into the supernatural. And I want to encourage you, wherever you're at tonight, what is your lion? What is your bear? What is the thing in this season that God is asking you to tackle and to take down? Because if you can't fight the lion, you can't fight the bear. The giant is going to take you down when you step into the arena. And so I just want to invite all of us to stand tonight. And I want to pray over us. And I feel like, um, I guess this is an interesting message where I feel like tonight the Holy Spirit's probably highlighted a few things in some of these areas. And um, this is the starting point for you to go to the next level. This is the starting point for you to take responsibility for the things the Spirit of God is showing you. And don't take it like a, um, a condemnation or a discouragement, but let it be the grace of God that he showed you things. Come up here, he told John in the book of Revelation. Come up higher and watch what I'm about to do. Let me show you the things that I see. Let me show you the things that need to be adjusted so that you can step into the next level. And so I just want to invite you to lift up your hands as I pray over you tonight. God, I thank you, God, that you are taking us to the next level. God, I thank you that there is a leveling up, even in our spirits tonight, there is a leveling up of our faith. God, I believe tonight some of us have conceived faith for the first time in a long time about stepping into bigger things for you. And God, I pray there would be um, such a heart of surrender in your people. 
such a heart of surrender, of saying yes to the unknown, of saying yes to going places that only you can take us, whether or not all the details are mapped out, whether or not we know exactly where we're going and how it's all gonna end. But God, I pray that we would trust you, that we would be a people that trust you, that we would be a people that say yes and amen to your journey and to your will and to your plans. And Holy Spirit, I pray tonight you'd begin to speak in dreams and in visions. God, you'd begin to speak to your people and to show them the things that you have for them. I believe even tonight as we're praying, God is showing you the next level for you. He's showing you the next level for your family. He's showing you the next level in your friendships and in your relationships. And he's helping you to release some things that cannot go to the next level with you, whether it's people, whether it's mindsets, ways that you used to do life in the past, wrong thinking about how you level up. There's some weights and some chains that God is asking you to leave at this level so he can take you to where you're going. So God, I thank you for revealing to us plans that you have for us. God, I thank you for showing us, even now, words of knowledge. God, for people to know who to call and and who, which lender to go through and how to fix their credit and how to get some things in their finances in order. God, you're gonna set some things in order in this season. God, you said that you came to set in order the things that are lacking. And so God, I pray you would set in order in this season, the things that we need for the next level. God, when the door of opportunity comes, when the invitation comes, when the next level comes, when the miracle home comes, we're going to be ready because Holy Spirit, you have equipped us. You've shown us the way. And God, we have stepped out in great courage to do the things that you've asked us to do. God, I thank you tonight for courage to step into the unknown. Lord, and do what only you can do in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen. For more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.